You're listening to Ragged Cast Radio. Ragged Chats with DB. This week on the podcast, I chat to Dylan Flynn of Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets about their latest track, Keeping Busy During Lockdown, and Sweaty Crowded Gigs in Dolan's. And thanks for joining me on the very first Ragged Chats uh, podcast. Um, great to have you here. Um, just no worries. Happy to be here. Thanks for asking me. How's uh, how lockdown treating you? The latest lockdown? Are you busy? Um, yeah, I've been, I, I'm still in college at the moment in Limerick. I'm in LIT studying music production. So um, I'm kind of kept busy with that. And uh, I have this space inside in town in Limerick for working on music as well. So I'm either at home doing college or in here working on music. So I suppose that I could be in worse positions, you know, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm keeping busy. Take things for granted. 
granted That's when you lose it all Yourself and the band, I believe you met in college. Is that right? We did, yeah. And uh, how so, how has that been going since then? It's been going good. Like uh, I I was in a band before called Monday Villains, and mm. uh, I was in that band for four or five years while I was in secondary school. And then when we all finished secondary school, kind of some people went off to college, others moved abroad, so the band kind of fell apart. And uh, I did I didn't play any music for about a year, and then I said. I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of just working and, do, and not playing any music so I started uh, I started working on some solo stuff and um so for I, I did a couple of acoustic tracks that I put out in SoundCloud and YouTube and stuff like that and then um, I decided that I wanted to go back to college um so I, I applied for LIT and uh in the first week in there I, I met my drummer Gavin and uh my now guitar player Keegan but when we first started playing um it was actually Keegan was, was playing bass so we, there was only three of us um and then after that, we were like, Keegan was more of a guitar player. So he was like, would you prefer if I move to guitar? And I was like, yeah, sure. We'll look for a bass player. And um, there was a guy in the year above us in LIT called George. And he played bass in another band called Killam Charlie with um, with Gavin. So we asked him to join. Um, so then we had four of us. Um, and once we had the four, then we started working on uh, the EP that we, we released in 2019, Encounters. Mm. And uh, coming towards the end of the recording process, we kind of realized that there was going to be synthesizers and a couple of other instruments that we, we didn't have for the for the live setting. So we asked our friend Chris, um, who we live with now in Limerick as well, to join the band. So then there was five of us. And that's the current lineup. And uh, we had a couple of gigs um, in 2020 with that lineup. But of course, you know, everything kind of got cancelled. We had a tour um, booked for the end of April, start of May, that we had to cancel. And then kind of everyone was at home and we weren't able to do much. But, but um, I demoed away and I got a lot of songs ready. And... Um, uh, did a couple of uh, collaborations with other artists as well, so we kind of got the ball back rolling again. There was there was a small bit of a, a stagnation break, but uh, we're yeah. back now. Yeah, I mean, and COVID like appeared to kind of hit you hard, especially after the the twenty nineteen EP went down like fairly well. Like, I remember reading reviews it, about it and stuff like that. Yeah, I know it did. It went really well, and like we we had a big launch gig in Dolan's, and like that was that was like our biggest gig to date and stuff like that, mm. and that was really fun. So it was it, it was it was it was a tough knock to to lose the momentum, but sure, look, we're we're back, and our new single yeah. is performing better than any of the tracks we've put out so far. Like, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, uh, talk to me about the new single. I suppose that's been released in the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah, you. It came out two weeks tomorrow, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, it was like. It was a song that I've had for ages. I've had it for like two years and uh, I started recording it myself um, like three or four months ago and I knew it wasn't going to be a full band song. So I kind of, I was taking my time and I didn't know when I was going to put it out. Um, mm. But then it was coming, it was coming near completion and I had actually kind of shelved it for a while after I started recording it because I didn't like the sound of it. And I asked my friend Emmett, who I'd been in the band Monday Villains with to come in and give me a hand because he, he, that song would be very close to the music he'd be he'd be kind of into so he helped me finish the song and within a couple of days of working on it with him it was ready to release and I, I popped it up um to to upload to spotify then a couple of days later yeah. what goes into the songwriting process for you like is it the melody first the lyrics what way do you kind of go about it usually um 
some, sometimes like uh, like a line, uh, like a lyric will come into my head. And uh, most of the time, to be honest, it's me noodling around on an acoustic guitar and I'll f kind of find a set of chords that I, that I like the sound of. And I'll kind of start mumbling over them to, to, to find a sort of melody. Usually the melody comes before the vocals, um, like the actual lyrics. Um, the odd time, as I said, I'll get I'll get a line like or, or like, you know, maybe a hook and that might be the chorus. But usually the verses, you know, is a lot of mumbling over guitar chords before I actually find find what I want to say. Because yeah. a lot of the time I don't really have an intention of what I want to write about going into a song. Sometimes I will, but most of the time it's a case of just whatever comes out of my head. And then I kind of have to attach meaning afterwards and be like, oh, that's what I was trying to say. subconsciously, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and you kind of take that to the lads then after and kind of like mesh around the guitars and drums and stuff around it then? Yeah, usually um, like Keegan that plays guitar in the band, he he's also a songwriter. So usually if the, when I write the song on acoustic guitar, it's even before it gets to a demo, I'll, I'll show it to him and see what he thinks, if he has any critiques or if he what he thinks of it. And then after that, then I usually bring it into Ableton and I'll do up, I'll do up like a quick demo of the track like put drums, put rough drums on it, rough bass, other layers and stuff like that. And I'll show it to the lads. Obviously since lockdown, it's been a lot different to have, if we haven't been able to practice, we haven't had a practice in nearly a year now. Yeah. Um, but like, like what I'll do is I'll put them all into a folder, send them to the lads, see what they think. Like uh, we got a track that we're working on at the moment that I demoed during last lockdown. And what we kind of did was we, I had the full demo and that was done. I sent it to the lads. Yeah, they all thought it was cool. Then when we got a chance, we put real drums on it and uh, recorded a couple of extra parts. And uh, now that's nearly ready to go. Um, so that's kind of what happens. And a lot of the time, the, the, the instruments that are there in the demo, a lot of them will stay, will stay there. We won't bother re-recording them because like we've captured the energy that we wanted really in, yeah. in the first couple of takes, you know. Um, it's only really if there's like blatant mistakes and stuff that we'll yeah. re-record stuff, you know. Yeah, yes, yeah. So you've uh, like a good few kind of releases ready to go then in, in, in this year, really. Yeah, like um, I we me and another artist called Colla, we put out a single there, Mellow Green, um, in November, and uh, there's two tracks uh on, on left on that EP, and they'll be coming out in a couple of weeks' time. They're ready to go, and then we've got two other singles that'll be coming out. I'd say in about. See, I don't like putting singles too close yeah. together. Um, yeah, we do. We have, we have another two tracks and they're probably going to come out a month, six, six weeks time. And um, we yeah. got a music video to go with one of those as well. So yeah, we, de we definitely have enough enough material to, to keep us going over the next couple of months anyway. Sitting in a hotel room, smoking out a small window. Upstate New York, August 12th, never felt like this before. Let's call a cab, let's go somewhere I need to leave here right now The bars are closed, but I don't care The city never closes down Things and sitting there with one of your friends. All I need are simple things. If life's like this, does it have to end? Let's walk around, forget our 
it's hard to know with COVID and everything that, like that but like gigging and things like that are you hopeful that towards the end of the year or even like halfway through you might be able to get some gigs 
Yeah, like I was hoping that, you know, well, I think everyone was that the festival season might be somewhat apparent this year. But, you know, I think I, I, I think it's, you know, gone gone completely. Mm. I don't think there's going to be any sort of festival. Maybe a couple of a couple of um, promoters will try move stuff online. Yeah. But um, I'd say gigs, gigs are probably out, out, out of the window until maybe September, October. And even yeah. then, I'd say it'll be, you know, small, small capacity, you know, yeah. seated events. I, I, I'd say it'll be. It could be 2022 before we see fully rammed rooms with, yeah. with people sweating on each other again, you know. <laughs> yeah. But sure, look, it's 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 for the better, like, you know, it's a small bit disappointing. But I, if, if if we're going to get back to it, I'd like to get back to it properly and I'm willing to wait for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of, like, rammed rooms with people sweating <laughs> on top of each other, that gig in Dolan's, uh, was that your best gig experience so far? Uh, yeah, that was definitely the best gig experience. It wasn't it wasn't the biggest crowd-wise, but, like, mm. d- uh, Dolan's is a pretty big, like iconic venue in Limerick. You know, it's kind of where everyone wants to play, and um, that was our first time headlining a gig there. And uh, you know, the room was packed, and like people, as far as you could see, the whole way back, and the, and like half the crowd were singing back the words, which was a bit surreal. Like you know, a couple the songs had only re- really been out a couple of months, and uh, I I expected like my closest friends to know the lyrics, but there was people there that I was like, I'm not sure if I even know that person, and they were singing <laughs> yeah. the words. No, which that was that was weird. Like yeah. <laughs> In terms of like um, your own influences, uh, like where do you kind of pull those from in terms of other bands and other artists, and has that changed in the last couple of years since you went to college and things like that? Yeah, it's definitely changed loads. Like, like I can't even when I when I look back through through the influences over the last years, like I can't even believe how much has changed. Like when I first started getting into like writing my own music, like it was kind of like artists like John Mayer who kind of influenced me, or like singer songwriter kind of people like Ben Howard as well and Jack Johnson. And that was the stuff that I kind of saw myself playing for, for the rest of my life. And then I kind of, I started getting into some more, some more heavier stuff, like kind of Kings of Leon, like no, they're not that heavy, but like more, more band oriented music, yeah. um, like Kings of Leon. And then in more recent years, 1975. And when I kind of started to get more into that stuff, I knew that I wanted to bring my music to to to, to a full band, um. So, I think when I when I started going to college then in LIT, I started to realize like how much work can actually go into production, and I got really into production. And I think the nineteen seventy five were probably the biggest influence on my production style over the last few years, um, because I just I just love the way they can they, they work they work in all different sorts of genres and mm. but the production across the board is always a one like you know they 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 never fall down on that that side you know like people love them or hate them like but that aside you can't you can't fault the fact that they're definitely talented um and definitely yeah. are influencing a lot of the production out, out in the pop, pop kind of um genre at the moment um but other than that like i definitely love artists like brockhampton and kind of kenny beats and stuff like that who in the hip hop world are kind of bringing in more kind of indie and kind of mm. rock elements into that genre, which is which is cool. You know, it's I think the idea of genre is kind of falling apart around the world with 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 people yeah. have, having such easy access to Spotify and and music from from everywhere, all parts of the world. You know, it's people people are realizing that they don't have to stick to one genre, and that's something that I've kind of decided in the last few years that it doesn't really matter what we put out, and that's that's what essentially what made me put out you. Because I knew it was super different than the the rest of our tracks that we put out over the last year, but I was like, why why does that matter? Like, if people are going to listen to it, they'll they'll listen to it. And at the end of the day, the music is really for me. Like, you know, I didn't get into it to to make other people happy. I I got into it to to release music that I wanted to release and you know be creative. And the most creative 
um the most creative thing i can think of doing right now is just make what i want to make you know yeah yeah i mean there definitely was a, like a different vibe to you than some of the, like the releases last year and things like that and in 2019 with the ep i mean is yeah. that like a conscious thing that you're kind of going let's change it up or is that just something that kind of organically happened really in terms of you just felt um, right now. I think I think the fact the the idea after with the the initial creation wasn't intentional. No, I kind of I'd, I'd be in the studio or with one of the lads or we just we just write whatever came to mind. You know, um, some or some days we might even hear we might be listening to something and hear something and be like, oh, let's make something with that kind of vibe or you know, yeah. um, and then I then I ended up building up this this library of music and I was like, okay, I was like, now I need to pick out the ones that suit us. And then I was like, why do I have to do that? You know, and I talked to other people yeah. and they were like, yeah, why, what's, what's the point? And I think other people like Keegan, the guitar player in my band, he has his own band called Evoke and, and Chris as well. He makes his own music and we, we all kind of came to the same conclusion. We were all in kind of the same boat. We were writing loads of different stuff and we were just like, it doesn't really matter. So I suppose it is kind of a conscious decision when it came to actually releasing them. But um, in terms of actually creating them and producing them, no, I think it's, it, it just, we just make whatever comes out of us really. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. In terms of like, you know, if you could collaborate with any band, I mean, you mentioned there, like a few influences there. If you could collaborate mm -hmm. with any band or artists, dead or alive, who who would you like to to work with? Um, like I, I think, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> I, I, there's loads of people that I'd love to remix, remix my music in in, yeah. in the electronic world. Like I yeah. love like, like Bicep, um, the, the like the electronic duo from Belfast. Yeah. Like their album came out the other day. I'd love I'd love to hear a remix of one of our songs by them, or the likes of Fortet or, or Aphex Twin. Like I, I'm really big into the likes of electronic artists like that. And but then yeah. I suppose working with I'd be more interested in working with producers than anything. And yeah. I think. I was even watching videos on Brian Eno last night and I know he is a huge influence on um on the 1975 as well and you know he he really opened a lot of doors to to people um when he was producing the albums for U2 and stuff like that and yeah. he's he's definitely been a, been a big influence on my production as as well probably through the 1975 so I'd love to work with him um and then as I said already I think Kenny Beats even though yeah. He's he's in the hip hop world. Like he started to work with um, with kind of more rock and indie bands. Like he he worked on the last Idols album. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool to work with someone like that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In terms of then, I know we said about gigs and stuff. Maybe being out the window until late this year. But what's your kind of big hope for like twenty twenty one and and the band? Um, I suppose release as much music as we can. Yeah. Um, like I felt last year, obviously due to covid like it wasn't our fault we 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 ended up losing momentum on releases but the fact that we do have that that back catalog that back catalog of music to release now mm. you know i think I, I think we we could we could definitely achieve a lot more this year and i suppose with that just trying to get our music to as many people as possible you know because i love i love people like texting me on instagram and stuff like that being like oh i loved your songs you know or really connected with it and stuff like that like that's yeah. that's all i've really ever wanted like you know for other people to like my music as much as me, you know, finding like-minded people in the world. Um, and hopefully, you know, we might see some sort of gig, but, um, yeah. but yeah, I suppose just getting my music to as many people as possible is, is, is a big goal for 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we've talked about like, you know, the best gig experience there in, in Dolan's and that, but, but if you had a, wor a worst gig experience, has anything gone terribly wrong? Um, there was one gig where, yeah, there was there was a gig we did in in a, in a place in Limerick called the Library, and um, 
the guy, it was a charity gig, like, so, and your man asked me to do it. And I thought, I thought everyone there was going to be original bands, but it wasn't. It was, there was everyone else that played it, it was, was covers. Right. And we were, we were playing a full original set and we were on last. <laughs> and at, so, the, so the, the room was packed, like, like to the rafters. Like I'd say there was five, 600 people packed into this, like, like kind of club, club space in Limerick. Yeah. And we got up there and they were, the guys before us were playing like Irish trad covers and stuff like that. And I was like, this isn't going to go well. Um, so we started playing anyway. And sure, didn't half the room go to the, go to the smoking area. Like, and then there was only three of us playing. There was meant to be four of us, but our bass player couldn't make it. So Keegan, who usually plays guitar, moved on to bass. And then one of my guitar strings broke. And uh, I, I tried, the guitar ended up going out of tune then because of that. So much yeah. went wrong. Yeah, and, that's one of and, then, <laughs> yeah, and then afterwards we came off stage and the boys tried to pay me and I was like here lads this is a charity gig and I was like you definitely shouldn't be paying us <laughs> for the performance that we just put on so <laughs> I'd say I'd say that was the, the that worst was gig there. experience but yeah but that was that was in fairness that was that was a long time ago at this stage that was yeah. that was when we first kind of started the band in college so that's right uh, yeah. It's been an upwards trajectory since then. So yeah, yeah. that's it. And hopefully that stays going that way. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully. You're listening to Ragged Cast Radio. Ragged Cast
So that was our very first Ragged Chats podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Um, be sure to check out next month's edition and uh, Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets on Bandcamp and Spotify. Cheers. <laughs>